0: Thank you. Welcome to the Beauty School Bobby podcast brought to you by Tennessee School of Beauty. Today we are here with Kara Coons, owner of Bombshell Salon and Spa in Powell, Tennessee. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's actually welcome to the show again because we have actually <laughs> recorded this podcast before, had an audio issue, so now we're doing round two. Yes. So welcome back, I should say. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So I want to ask you, what's the last show that you binged watched?
1: So, um, I've only binge-watched one show ever, and it was Sons of Anarchy. Okay. And um, it took up so much of my life that I <laughs> vowed to myself to never um, do that again. So, I'm more of a music person, not so much TV. Okay, so what are you, like, into
0: right now, music-wise? Oh, Who's everything. Your, like, favorite? Okay. Oh, everything. I'm all over the board. Love. Everything. So, do you play, like, a bunch of stuff in your salon? Do you have like a playlist that you do in the salon? Is it yeah. anything that you yeah. like or is it more just like to please the clients? Both.
1: Okay. Yeah. Both for sure. But I always have music on in my house. Always. Yeah. Love
0: yeah. that. Yeah. Um, okay. So I want to talk to you about how you got started in this industry. So okay. I know that you had said last time you worked in a salon when you mm-hmm. were in high school. So I want to hear yeah. about how you ended up where you are today. So tell us that story. Okay. So I'll
1: try to make it um, as quick as I can. <laughs> so I did start in the salon um, at six on my 16th birthday, sweeping hair. And I just fell in love. I fell in love at a young age. So I knew whenever I graduated high school that I wanted to go on to college to get a business degree to open up a hair salon. That was always my dream. I just knew it. I loved the environment. I loved the people. I loved the energy. Like, I just had so much fun working. Um, So worked through a couple different owners, same location, same salon. It changed names, of course, as it changed owners. Um, But then... um, the salon owner that i was working for at the time decided she needed to move out of state and she offered the salon to me she knew that was my dream i was still in college at the time um work um at mtsu is where my degree is from um traveling back and forth working at the salon a few days Yeah, i was gonna say
0: so you were in college but hours away
1: yeah so i did some online classes okay. but then i would work in the salon like um thursday nights friday saturday monday morning drive to school do school monday night tuesday wednesday thursday it was pretty crazy but i just loved it yeah i've just always loved it so um prayed about it went with it purchased the salon at the young age of 21 and then my gosh here we are and i'm more in love with it now than than
0: ever yeah i mean you have the blood sweat and tears into it i mean that's totally like having that commitment oh blood um, sweat and tears for sure (laughs) incredible that you did that so young. So was everyone like you're crazy? What are you doing? Or yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to prove everyone wrong. Yeah. And um, yeah. Was there ever a time that you were like, I want, I need to go to cosmetology school, or did you just always know that you were going to be able to run this? You know, just having your your business degree. Yeah.
1: No, that was my plan. I thought, okay, I'll get my business degree um from MTSU, and then you know, if I need to go back to cosmetology school, I will. Of course. I mean, I just love being in the salon, and so that was my thought initially. But then, once I really dove into it and started um, educating and immersing myself into the business side and programs, and of course, we became a summit salon, and then fell in love with that. There, um, I just found my time is the most useful: um, coaching, mentoring in managing the salon, yeah. not behind the chair. It'd be very difficult to do both. I know many successful salon owners that do that. My hat is totally off to them. Yeah. I still don't know how they do it, Yeah, um, but I really enjoy what
0: I do and investing in my people. Yeah. And I think it's good to know what your strength is, you know, and to know that, like, I will feel like I can dedicate myself so much more to the salon if this is what I'm doing. And I think, um, like you said, I want to talk to you about this. You became a Summit Salon. So there's so many resources for salon owners. So you probably don't feel as alone in it um, Mm. when you are part of that group. I'm sure there are tons of other people that are salon owners that don't have a cosmetology license. So you probably build a network really easily from that too. So tell us about becoming a Summit Salon and what that means for you and for your salon. Oh my gosh. So I can't speak um, highly enough of
1: Summit Salon Business Center. Actually, I love the company so much that um, once I brought them on board and hired a coach um, and implemented all the systems within my own salon, I went to work for them as a business consultant for four years.
0: That's awesome.
1: I mean, truly, um, that I can say that company saved my salon. And I could, I mean, I'm being completely raw and humble and honest here in this moment. Um, if it weren't for Summit, I, I don't, we would definitely not be where we are today. Yeah. And it's such a great thing because it's just kind of like a foundation of who we are. You know, there's, um, it's like, it's a career path for my employees. It's um, a system that I have. It's black and white. It's just, it's beautiful. And I still work with a coach. Even when I was a coach, I still had a coach the entire time. And um, that's really where the support and the um, accountability and everything comes into play. Yeah. How often do you meet with them or how often are you communicating with your coach? Yeah. So in the beginning, it was more maybe like every six, eight weeks, quarter, something like that. And then um, I've been doing it for so long and so many years. We probably meet twice a year now. Okay. Um, But of course, she's always a phone call away and has become such a dear friend and a mentor to me as well. Yeah. Shout out to Deb McMahon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's so
0: great though to find your people. And I think that like, yes. having that support is everything. Um and just having that structure. It seems like they really give a good layout. Um and I'm a person that needs structure. And I think it's easily it's it's very easy to be a salon owner and be like, Okay, inventory, I've got employees, I've got hours, I've got like to prioritize what's really important, which I think you do such a good job of, of making sure your communication with your employees is so open and you yes. have your one-on-ones and, like, yes. that's priority. I think yes. that that has to be number one. Like, yes, you need all of the other things, but truly you could get a salon manager to do the inventory, to do whatever, but you need to be doing your one-on-ones with your stylist. Like, it's it would be easy to lose that connection mm-hmm. um, if you weren't the one doing it. So I think that that structure that they provide – is so important. Absolutely. And you know, just like a cosmetologist behind the
1: chair, their number one focus is the guest in their chair. As a salon owner and as a coach and a mentor in my own salon company, my number one priority and my guests are my employees. Right. So those are those 23 or whatever we we're at now, um they they are my top priority. Mm-hmm. And then I take care of them, coach and mentor them,
0: and then in turn they take care of our guests, and that's yeah. how our whole company is ran. Yeah. I really love that because I feel like that that's something that, um, you know, isn't always the case in every salon. Um, So I think that you being that person, like, really makes a difference. And you can see it. You can feel it when you walk into your salon. Like, I um, got to visit recently. And just seeing that energy and seeing the smiling faces is what I think people experience maybe coming to the school, too, is, like, I got to have that, like, oh, no, it feels like home. It feels very much like this is a little family. We're all working together. Everyone's happy. Everyone's just, you know – Doing their thing, um but it didn't feel um it didn't feel cold it didn't feel mm-hmm. like i wasn't welcome there I mean everyone was so nice, so happy, so I just think that like that shows from what you're showing them i mean that leadership is is important so thank Ooh. you i'm
1: so proud I'm so proud of that and so proud of my team for portraying that and that's something that I see all the time in our feedback and our um reviews is oh my gosh it was so warm and friendly and I always say it's like the happiest it's the happiest little salon it I really mean, is like, we're just we are family we're so friendly mm-hmm. the st- like my staff is just I'm so passionate about my team. I'm, I'm just in love with them. Yeah. They're fantastic people.
0: Yeah. Um, so that is obviously like all the really good stuff. I want to talk about some <laughs> challenges of sure. being a salon owner. Um, I want to get into the challenges of being a mom and a salon owner and okay. wife and all of those things. But um, what are, what's something in the industry that kind of catches you up sometimes? Or something that is a challenge of being a salon owner that maybe either you didn't expect or that you've overcome? Um, is there something that you face that you're like, wow, we really got through that, but I wasn't expecting it?
1: Yeah, all all the time, <laughs> just every <laughs> day, and every day. Yeah, you um, can never be over prepared for sure. But you know, and I think um, even even you know, we'll get into as a as a mom and a working mom and um, owning a salon and all that. But it's time management. Yeah, that is the, that. Is, there's just not enough time. Yeah, you know, we just need more hours in the day and more days in the week and more days in the months in the year. And yeah, um, it's just time management, and it's just really. Becoming super aware of how I spend my time, how I allocate that time, knowing my strengths, putting my strengths to use, and knowing my weaknesses and giving those things up. Yeah. Um, Do you
0: have a salon manager that helps yeah. you? It's just no.
1: So we up? so we have two shareholders in okay. our salon company. They're okay. both stylists, both educators in the salon, um, and they are phenomenal and a huge help and. Um, do so much for our salon
0: company and for our team. So that's your go-to, like when you're like, okay, I need help, like that's you. But,
1: Bobby, our team is just, like I said, our team is just so phenomenal. We have so many awesome systems set in place that everyone, um, you know, takes a bit of ownership within the salon and they know their roles and responsibilities and that's how we work as a unit. Yeah. So it's
0: just... um, beautiful so you're you've been open how long how many years So no, we've since been open
1: okay seven, 12, 12, 12 years. years it'll be twelve years this august so eleven years okay yeah.
0: that's awesome yeah. i mean that's a big that's big in the salon world to stay and grow and you all are growing so you're opening up a new salon so you oh, talked about outside. this last <laughs> time i want to you to retell the story of where okay. you're opening up at because i just think it's so awesome that how full circle! Everything has come for you. So, tell us about where your new location is. Okay, so we've been in the same location since we opened in 2007,
1: and we've really just outgrown that space. It's been a great space, but we're just um, we we're, we're stepping all over each other at this point. <laughs> so, we need somewhere just a little bit bigger. So, we're moving less than a mile down the road. Um, we're opening a barber shop at the new location, and then we will, um, of course, have Bombshell Salon. So. Um, we'll have some boutique items in there as well, but what's really sentimental about this building is it was my grandfather's bus company. So he started a bus company when he was 16 years old. I still believe I got some of my work ethic from him. Um, he was a fantastic businessman. Um, so it was after he passed away and the land sat there and we purchased the land from some other family members and then we're repurposing his building. So there's so much, um, heart and soul and memories and family ties and um, it's just it means a lot to repurpose that and just a way to honor him. So the barbershop is going to be called Bruce's Barbershop. His name was Bruce. So it's just my way to honor him and carry on his legacy in the community.
0: So how hard is it going to be for you to walk out of your current location? Have you thought about that? Have you processed this yet? I have totally thought about that.
1: (laughs) Some days I walk in and I'm like it's just been home for so long and it's so like warm and fuzzy because we are so on top of each other right now. Yeah. It's going to feel completely different, but um, it's going to be a beautiful change. Right now, we're just in a growing pain. And yeah, yeah I'm going to cry. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to cry like a baby. Let's be honest yeah. here.
0: Yeah. It's um, going to be hard that last time that you walk out when you see it empty. But I think that you all are going to be so excited oh, about so excited. what's ahead that it'll be, I think it'll at least be an easy um, adjustment. Yes. Sure the team's excited,
1: the our guests are excited. Um, it's just. You know, it's just, it's time. Yeah. It's time. And we're, we're very blessed and very humble and very thankful to be able to do that.
0: We'll have to do a follow up yeah. episode too after you open and yes, see how and this. Yes, and you'll have to come and visit. Yes. And I can't wait I'll to have see all it. I'll you guys out for I'm sure. I'm so yes. excited. Um, yes. I want to ask you before we get into the mom stuff what is one thing that is different about bombshells and other salons in the area? Like, what makes you all so unique? Yeah, so I
1: think there's a few things we kind of already hit on. um, One of the things is just kind of our culture, and that goes back to our team. I I truly believe, I know I'm a little biased, but we have the best team in Knoxville. Um, They're fantastic human beings, and to me that's the most important thing because a lot of uh, cosmetologists out there can do great cut and color, um, but my team of um, stylists and front desk staff, they're just they're just good people yeah um, and you feel that when you walk in and so our culture is warm it's inviting it's friendly to all um, everyone you just feel that yeah. you just feel that it's just the happiest little salon yeah and so um, yeah and then also our training program so we have a beautiful partnership with Redken where Redken Elite Salon have been for years and so our partnership with a brand is just phenomenal the support that we get the education that we get Um, the top-notch artists that we bring in international global um, national artists the top tier artists we've pretty much had them all and seen them all and um, our education is just phenomenal and then of course we have our associate program which is our insulin training program for students that um, have been in the industry a few years and needed a change um, of location maybe or um, more often than not we see um, students coming out of school that we hire on and go through our associate program. So our training program definitely sets us apart. We consider a master's degree at our salon before they get on the floor. And it just brings them up. It's just another um, layer of education,
0: like a higher training. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, it's so necessary. I mean, so you necessary. just can't within a year in school, it's just different. Even though our salon is busy and they get that, it's so different once you get into the salon. I mean, it I think is. the training program is so necessary. I mean, you can't just go out and then start, you know, behind the chair, like you need to learn so much more. But I think that explaining yes master's program is perfect. Cause it's just, it's yeah. completely necessary. Yeah. And
1: we get to really find out, uh, You know, we all have strengths and weaknesses, and every stylist does as well in the technical aspect. And so we really get to see where they need some more help and some more training and really spend some time educating them on that. And then also they learn our culture and, like, kind of how we do things and how we speak and how we love on our guests and how we – provide excellent customer service, those are the things that they also learn in the program. Yeah,
0: and you're very upfront about that when they come in, that there are expectations. Um, it's Absolutely. nothing that, like, you try to, like, trick them into coming in, and then you explain that you're very good about being upfront with them to know what they're going to expect and inviting them to come in and, like, shadow and see the yes. lawn and stuff, just so you make sure that it's a good fit. Um, we've talked about this before on the podcast, but um, making sure that, like, it's not, like, when you're interviewing a person, I mean, or a stylist that's coming out of school, I mean, they need to be asking questions as well to make sure yes. that they're a good fit. I mean, it's It's not worth it for you to put all this time and energy into somebody that you know is just not going to fit well with the 23 other people that are working there. I mean, it has to all mesh and it has to go well, so it's good to, be upfront about that and get that kind of like out of the way. Um, okay. So one of the questions that I get asked all the time, and I just feel like you're the perfect example, um, of what, what it means to be a working mom and what it means to like make it through and keep pushing and that balance. Um, one of the things that you said last time about being a working mom is making sure that you're present wherever you are. And it's funny that after that I've taken that into account so much like there will be times that i'm like okay no i need to remember that i'm here and um so i want to talk to you you know about that and just get your feedback about how you juggle all of that because it's a lot um i get messages on instagram constantly like i had a baby i saw you going through pregnancy i saw you like how do you do this what do i need to be doing so what advice do you give to moms that are working um in either side or in whatever industry that they're in what advice can you give them
1: Yeah, so um, it all goes back to balance. You know, and in our salon company, one of our core values is we believe in balance. And so you really have to figure out what that looks like for you because it's going to look, you're in the same situation, Bobby. You're a working mom with two beautiful children. And you you juggle it all and you're fantastic at what you do. And what works for me may not work for you and vice versa. But one of the things that I've really um, learned throughout the years and that I'm still practicing and working on is truly, just like you said, being present in that space. Mm -hmm. And so I even tell my employees the same thing. You know, when you walk through the door, when your hand hits our door, you are 100% present when you're in the salon company. And, And that goes for me too. When I walk into my salon, I, it is game on I'm 100% there for my team mm-hmm. and then when I walk out you know you that's that's that whole balance thing Where, whatever space you're in you try to give 100% of yourself to so whether that's with your family, um, your friends, if you're out having dinner and drinks or whatever, just that space, they deserve all of, um, you and your undivided attention during that time. And especially your children, when you go home and it's so hard when you are a working mom or a working dad, I'm sure, um, to do that, especially, you know, as a salon owner, there is no set office hours. Right. You work from home. You're, you're, you're. 24-7. 24-7. It's it's nonstop. Yeah. But you just have to find that balance and really find what works for you
0: in that good, happy place. Yeah. One of the things that I've found, because, I mean, juggling, um, I think, with mental health, I think that um, working out and exercising is, is something that you have to make a priority. Okay. And so Absolutely. if you're already working, you're leaving your kids to go do that, and you're leaving, it's hard to juggle all that and you feel this guilt. I mean, every single day that I leave, I still feel that guilt of leaving my kids. I mean, luckily they're in such good hands and we love our nanny, Miss Erin. She's amazing. But um, you still feel bad. I mean, saying goodbye and like knowing that you're leaving. But I always try to make sure that you can make like working out and doing the other things that make you happy. You have to keep a piece of yourself too. So I found that working out in the morning when they're sleeping, yes. if they're sleeping, I don't feel as bad about it. Um, I mean. <laughs> because I'm like, oh, I'm not missing anything. They're just sleeping. They don't even know I'm gone, you know, and if I yeah. can get that done. So I think figuring out little things like that, um, a schedule and a system that works for you and your family is really, really important and yeah. trying out different things, you know, too. um, one of the things that I think is so, so, so helpful is just knowing that it's not always going to work. It's not always yeah. going to be the same and, and being able to adapt to that, that there are different seasons. So um you know when your kids are little they obviously need so much more of your attention but just knowing that like as you go it's going to get easier and then it'll probably get more challenging and then it'll get easier and more challenging like there's always going to be these waves um that I think like kind of riding that out is super important too and not freaking out about this moment being stressful just knowing that like you can only do what you can do and you know as much as you want to give yourself to everything it's you still have to make time you know for yourself too and I just always go back to um You know, my mom worked, and, you know, she was able to show us, like, that you can have a career, and I remember, you know, I remember certain times of it being harder than other times, and I remember it just being, like, you know, with working in the baseball games or basketball games or whatever it was, you know, we wouldn't get home until 9 o'clock at night and eat dinner, but you just somehow make that work, because it's all so quick. It goes by so fast. Um, So I just hope that, like, our kids will see that, you know, we're working, and I hope they'll see that, like... Show, be shown a good work ethic too. Absolutely. And so me hopefully too. they'll be able to see that. I try to keep that in my mind. Like I'm showing them. not leading by that. example. Exactly. <laughs> and I think that it gets me through a lot. But like you said last time, I mean, getting to work and just like taking that moment to say, okay, I'm here now. And this is the version of myself that I need to give. And then when you go home, okay, now I'm home. Um, I have a really hard time with feeling like I need to respond to emails and I need to mm-hmm. respond. So I have to set time for that. Even you know, I have to be like, okay, kids are in bed. I have ten minutes and I'm allowed to look and respond what I need to and then I'm gonna go back to um to life. You know, I think that it's it's takes that too. Now, your husband, what does your husband do? So he's a real estate agent. Okay. So how do you juggle I mean is he just like so supportive of the salon and so supportive of what you're doing? Yes,
1: he's so fantastic. Um and he's so career driven as well. So he understands and he's so supportive of the salon And, um, you know, this loves my first baby. Yeah. (laughs) No,
0: and I I think the same thing. Like, I just, I feel like I have these girls that are depending on me and, like, need me if they message me or email me. Like, I feel like I have to write back. Like, I feel like I owe that, you know. Absolutely. To them. But I think it's also really important to have a partner that is supportive of it and and understands that it's important it's important to you. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's everything. Yeah, and that also helps so much with that whole balance piece because we can help each other out.
1: Where he may have a really heavy work week or I may have a really heavy work week, we can totally balance balance each other out and yeah. help each other out to where we're all accomplishing the same goal. Right. You know, I want him to succeed in his career and I think he wants the same for me as well. And then of course, you know, we're raising um, this little 19 month boy and one on the way. And yeah. so we're all, we're just supporting each other. He's fantastic. Yeah. Same. I say
0: the same thing to my husband all the time. I'm like, I just wouldn't be able to on those, you know, days that I'm like, I didn't get to work out in the morning. And like, after work, he's like, go like, take your time, like take your, mm-hmm. you know, your time to do this. Cause it is important. So I think finding a, whether that is a best friend, a mom, a sister, somebody, someone. you just have to make yes. sure that you have someone in your corner, um, yeah. that's going to be able to help you. I know. Everyone's situation is a little bit different, and we're so lucky for what we have. And I just every single day I'm thankful for for what I have. But I do think that like if you don't have that, there are you just have to find your people. You have to find like that support group.
1: Yeah, you know it takes a village to raise a child. So you just have to find your village, and that will look completely different to everyone. There's plenty of other um, people in our village that help us out. Yeah, you know, and you just have to find that and trust them and. um,
0: so in the salon, when you have stylists that are going through these life changes, so weddings, babies, all of that stuff, how do you accommodate that? Or how do you work with your stylists on in yeah, those Yeah, so moments? we're
1: just a family. I mean, we're just like a family. Um, we're just like a really big family. <laughs> so um, we just love and support each other. It's really exciting, and it's really rewarding as a salon owner, especially um, when I see a stylist grow and earn more Mm -hmm. and you know when we earn more I I personally believe that money doesn't buy happiness but I do believe that money gives you options definitely and so it's really exciting when I see especially a young stylist who has excelled and who has finally found financial freedom and then they get to move out of their parents house or buy their first car or um, have saved up for a down payment those things are really really exciting and rewarding Um, but even the weddings and the babies and all the fun and exciting things that happen and even the not so exciting and fun things that happen in life, we're just there to support and love each other.
0: Yeah. So when they need to take maternity leave and that stuff, like your salon will accommodate those kinds of things. Absolutely. So, um, I, I believe
1: in flexibility, It's just a personal belief I have for years. And I think that in our industry, we're very fortunate we're not a corporate 9-to-5 job. So Mm -hmm. we do get to offer um, flexibility. But, you know, with flexibility comes responsibility as well. So, you know, any young stylist or young cosmetologist who's um, coming out of school and entering the salon or trying to build, of course, they could expect to work nights and weekends. Um, But we're, we're still, you know... We're all doing life together. Yeah. So we don't have to make it miserable and hard. It should be really fun and rewarding and exciting and fulfilling.
0: Yeah. I mean, you have to pay your dues a little bit. I mean, Absolutely. you can't we just all do. come out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, starting out, you can't just be like, oh, I don't really want to work nights. I don't really want to work weekends. It's not my thing. Like, you yeah. do have to put that time in, but that time will then be given back to you, like you said, to have that flexibility down the road. Absolutely. Um, that if after you, you know, do the things that you need to do to earn that, um, hopefully it comes back Yeah, around. and the key word is earn that. Yeah, yeah Performance-based, earn, yes, all of those things. What is one piece of advice that you would give to someone that is wanting to go to beauty school or is in beauty school currently?
1: Well, the first piece of advice that I would give them is to immerse themselves in a salon. You know, whether they're in school now or thinking about going through a cosmetology program, they really need to get in a salon and get that feel and get that vibe and make sure that that's really where they could see themselves being and living and working and um Having a successful career, so that would be my first piece of advice. Um, also, you know, I tell anyone that comes to our salon that's interviewing or um, thinking about joining the salon, interview and go and visit as many salons as possible because you will, um, you'll just know what feels like home. Just like you said, yeah. when people talk about TSB, when they come in, they just feel at home. Yeah. Um, as a new cosmetologist, you'll feel the same way. You'll yeah. just know where you can see yourself living and being and working in that space. So that's really important. Um, but also, you know, the main piece of advice is just to know that, um, you know, you're kind of starting at the bottom. And so you do have to earn your way and earn your, um, privileges and your rewards. So you do have to be willing to work those nights, those weekends and really get yourself out there. You know, you can't live in your, Comfort zone and in this little box, we we encourage all of our new stylists. We got to get out of the box. Yeah, like you've got to get out of the box. You got to put yourself out there, whether that means videos on social media, um, putting themselves in front of networking groups, like whatever yeah. that looks like. It's going to be uncomfortable,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but on the other side of that. Uncomfortable feeling, there will be freedom eventually. Yeah, and
0: you can't be successful without those things. I mean, you can't just stay complacent and be the same stylist for 10 years. I mean, you have to go do more and be around other people because I think the more that you're around other stylists and like seeing other things, I think it really does change you and just opening yourself up to just knowing that like there's not just one way and you know, just being more of a community. And I
1: think that you know, that uncomfortable feeling that we all get when we're doing something that's new or uncomfortable or Um, a little nerve-wracking for us. Uh, That just, I think that is such a beautiful feeling if we can recognize that feeling of that um, weird, uncomfortable feeling, we're growing. Yeah. All of us, whether they're new in cosmetology
0: school or me and you, you Yeah. know, um, anytime we're uncomfortable, we're growing. Yeah, definitely. I think that I can tell you for sure that starting this podcast and doing all of this, I mean, I had that. You have that, like, there's something telling me that I'm just supposed to do this, and I want to, like, just jump and see what happens. And I think that, like, that almost always will turn into something positive.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So. And we're always evolving. Yeah.
0: You know, just like you said about... Um, motherhood, it,
1: You know, yeah. it's never going to be the same. And yeah. we're constantly evolving um, as people and as we grow and as we mature and as we become more educated in whatever that looks like for us. Yeah. Um, we're just, we're, we're always evolving and we just have to be
0: willing to change. Yeah, definitely. That's a super, that's actually a really good quality of for students, or I think that's something that we all need to, to have in this industry is the willingness to change. Like you can't just just, be so rigid in this industry. So where can we follow you in the salon so that we can watch this journey of new salon and all that stuff? Where can we follow you? So, um, Instagram and Facebook will post all of our, um,
1: our new and exciting groundbreaking. And, um, well, you can keep up through the journey as we open. We're scheduled to Um, Be open in May. Okay. So hopefully that happens. We're super excited. (laughs) Yes. Um, So yeah, Bombshell Salon and Spa at Bombshell Salon and Spa on Instagram you
0: find us there. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you so much for being with us today um, for round two. So thank you yes. for coming in again. I really just pretended that um, it didn't work so that we could hang out again. That's what it was. <laughs> but thank I you. And thank you to our sponsor, Tennessee School of Beauty. You can visit them at beauty.com. Follow them at TN School of Beauty on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to follow me at Beauty School Bobby. Visit our website, beautyschoolbobby.com, where you can find all of our podcasts so that you can listen to past episodes. Send us your feedback. Make sure you're rating us and sharing Um, Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.